news and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Um, crime and punishment is often a topic here on the show, and they go hand in hand, uh, that we have to have a police force that is fully staffed, fully functioning, and able to go out and make arrests and build cases. And you have to have a prosecutorial arm that is fully staffed, fully functioning, willing to prosecute the criminals. And so that is the way a system of justice works if it's working properly. We know there were some changes in the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, and then the interim was then elected to the office. She joins us now. Rachel Mitchell joins us. Thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. Let's talk about the time now since you've been elected to the office, your time in office. Can you give us an update? Let's start with the backlog of cases, which unfortunately was what the office was, you know, you were in the news about. How is that going with the, with those cases? You know, it's going really well. Um, we have, as you know, we were 20% down personnel-wise, which was key to being able to address that backlog. And we have reduced the backlog now um, by 43%, and that's the overall charging backlog. There was also, there were also 800 cases that had been reviewed but not submitted to the court system for uh, felony DUI. That has been eliminated. And then our officer-involved shooting review backlog has also been eliminated when uh how is it when you look at your office now how far ahead or how far have you come since you started as the interim and then since you've been elected it has come a very long way you know i was uh when I took over, I was hearing a lot of people say this is going to take years to do. And, boy, we got to work uh, very, very quickly. We also had another 20% that were eligible for retirement. So we are now in the single digits as far as uh, understaffing, and we have more people coming on board as soon as the bar results come out. So it, it's going very, very well. We still have a long ways to go in terms of, um, you know, training people and uh further reducing the backlog, but it is going extremely well. One of the things that is concerning in the whole community is how crime affects uh, business. And there have been stories across the country of major retailers shutting down their stores because they just can't keep up because of the crime in that area. You went after that a while ago with a a, kind of a task force. How is that going and what are some of the results with it? It's going well. Um, we uh, partnered up with the Arizona Retailers Association uh, because we were hearing some of the things that were happening in the community. We went out and saw some of it with our own eyes, and that's just not acceptable here in Maricopa County, what, what is going on right now in Chicago and California. And so we put the attorney's resources behind it. We also put investigator resources behind it to make sure that these people could be held accountable. Um, we're still having, um, I think, some sellers that are reluctant to call the police because I know that the police are understaffed and they have a hard time responding to it. But they should know to do that so that we can compile these cases and hold these people accountable. One of the other things that's been in the news recently has been the zone in the city of Phoenix. And one of the things mm-hmm. that the judge said was you have to start enforcing laws. Well, when you start enforcing laws, it means the sheriff is going to be putting them in his jails. But it also means your office are going to have different cases. How do you handle those cases? that involve homeless people? 
You know, it, it's interesting because the homeless people in in many cases are victims of crime themselves. You know, what we've seen happening in the zone is that there are people targeting those individuals for uh, drug sales uh, to fuel uh, fentanyl addictions. We're also seeing people targeting the homeless for um, protection money and taking revenge if the people don't pay protection money. So we're going to treat those cases like we treat every other case. Those individuals are victims, and we're going to hold people who victimize them accountable. When you look at the accomplishments so far, would, would what would you say that you need the people of Maricopa County to know that your biggest accomplishments so far, and then what need, what is going to happen next with your office? Um, I want the people to know that this office is uh, back to health, and we are uh, very working very hard to make sure that this community is kept safe. Uh, we are not going to become another Chicago or San Francisco or Los Angeles here in Maricopa County. This is my hometown. I do not want to see it go down that road. And we're we're meeting the issues of the day. So when organized retail theft is a big issue, we are meeting that issue. When catalytic converter thefts are a big issue, we're doing etching events and we're also working with the legislature uh, in terms of, you know, the proper statutes to address this. So um, we, we are here and we're working hard and we're making sure that we address what is affecting the community right now. And so for the as far as staffing goes, I know a lot of also our budget decisions um, is your budget fully is sufficient? Are you going to be going to the county and trying to get more money for a bigger office? Do you need more people? You know, we've already done the budgeting for the upcoming fiscal year, and what we primarily asked for were people to uh, look at the body uh, worn camera. Uh, video, we have to redact that uh, because it sometimes contains personal victim information. That's an extremely time-consuming process. Um, and so we asked for more people to do that, but we did not ask for additional attorney staff. We just need to get everybody hired that we are allotted already. So my last question has to do with the fentanyl crisis or the drug crisis as a whole. There are many people that see drug addicts as victims, although sometimes they commit crimes. But so many people are dying from these from fentanyl overdoses. How are you handling these drug cases? And are you seeing an increase like it's happening around the country? We are seeing an increase here. Um, Maricopa County is seeing is probably ground zero for fentanyl right now uh, because of the open border. And you know we're seeing we see them differently. The people who have addictions versus people who are actually trafficking in the drug, um, and that's why we are. Uh, offering people who have addictions, even if they commit property crimes to fuel those, but they're a first-time offender, we're offering them diversion so that they can get treatment instead of having a felony on their record. Uh, but at the traffickers, we are putting them in prison. So we're, we're taking a, a different approach for them. I got to tell you, it's, it's always good to talk with you and get these updates. I hope you'll come back uh, periodically because as much as we talk about law enforcement and arrests, if it isn't for your office doing its job, people are not spending the time in jail or, and people are not getting justice that are victims. So I hope you'll come back soon. 
Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks, Mike. All right. That is Rachel Mitchell. She is the county attorney, Maricopa County attorney. Just with a quick update from the office, it is crime and punishment. Coming up in a moment, we're going to talk a little bit about the economy, but an update on uh, the big news of the day, what I think is the big news in the news business. Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. We'll talk about all of this coming up here in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Wow. A couple of big announcements this morning. Uh, Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. Um, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host. And prior to that as contributor, Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st. Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time starting this evening as an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. That's one. How about this? I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. Guess you can guess who that is. Don Lemon, out at CNN. Um, I am stunned after 17 years at CNN. I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them the best. That's a tweet from Don Lemon. He can't be surprised that he was fired. Um, He's had a few missteps. But I want to talk about the two of these things combined. If you look at this, um, this is a big shift in my mind. Um, Is this... Looking at less of the headlines, you know, in media, um, the old adage in the news business, and I'm not a journalist, I'm a novice when it comes to journalism. Um, and, and the more I work with real journalists, the more I realize I'm not one, which is a good thing. But the old adage is, if it bleeds, it leads, that people want to hear the big stories, and usually it's bad news. So, you know, we've gotten so numbed to shootings that unless it's considered a mass shooting or it's at a school, we don't necessarily have big coverage on it. Um, This is about clicks and about headlines that draw you in, and we've watched this happen in many media outlets. I'm not calling it good or bad. I'm, I'm observing this is what's happened. And so... We've watched it morph. My days uh, with Fox News, and not when I worked there, but my days remembering Fox News, the Brit Humes and the um, Glenn Becks and the Bill O'Reilly's and those people um, were the Fox News people I remember. They're definitely opinionated people. Um, But there's a difference. When you look at a guy now like a Bill Maher, who has become immensely popular because he makes no bones about who he is. He is he's he's a liberal person. He's an atheist. And he brings that to the table every time he goes on television. He talks, but he also makes room for people. And when somebody on his side of the aisle or there is something happening on his side of the aisle, he calls it out. When you look at the popularity of who those people are, they make no bones about who they are and who they like. But when it's time to disagree, they're not backing down even from their own side. And I think people respect that a lot. 
You look at how popular Joe Rogan is. You look at how popular Bill Maher has become. You look at the direction they go. There is no doubt that if Bill Maher and I were ever to have a conversation, we would disagree on a lot of things. But we would find out where we agree on the absurdity that seems to be common sense. You hear what he has to say about this conversation of the woke world we live in. And how he uh, he just he compares it to the Mao cultural revolution. And I don't think he's wrong, but he's he is calling out what used to be his base. His base has turned into people that call out absurdity. And so are we you know, and it's different at Fox News because of the Dominion lawsuit and the appearance of what they were saying behind the scenes compared to what they really believed and what they said on TV. But when you look at how people are doing things. It is one thing to be partisan because to some degree we all are. Some of us, hopefully I do this more often than not, I will tell you my bias going into a conversation. I want you to know where I stand. But when it comes time to say there are people that I normally agree with that are getting it wrong, you have to. Bill Maher recently came out and said, I don't understand why the black community isn't talking about black on black crimes. Why are we not talking about young black men murdering each other? This is a community problem. And he went on to have that very taboo discussion. This is that is what people used to call journalism. That is what people when you dug into something and said, oh, hang on, hang on a minute. The other side would say this. And you would give an honest pushback of somebody's account of something or opinion on something. And I, I, I wonder if we are going to see a shift. I wonder if this is the beginning of a different age. And, uh, you know, I, whether it's good or bad, we'll find out. You are going to see, and I'm looking on social media. There are people now that are screaming at social media saying, I'm done with Fox News. If Carlson's out, I'm done with Fox News. And I think Fox News understands that. I think they understand that there are some people out there. What do you do next? Don Lemon out for a number of different reasons. What do you do next? CNN is getting ready to put a show on with Gail King and Charles Barkley called King Charles. And I think they say it's going to be a nonpartisan show. Uh, Charles Barkley is one of the guests I have coveted for a long time. I love to hear him speak. I love the way he speaks out about what he believes in. He takes everybody to task in both parties. If you act like an idiot, he calls you an idiot. He calls you a knucklehead. But he um, I. I like that attitude. Stephen A. Smith, I've had a couple of conversations on the air with him. Are we seeing a move for people that are saying, I think this is the right way to go, but not afraid to say, I also think that people that think this way do this wrong? We'll see. Are we going to see a different direction in the news business? It is a great question and a big day in the news. If you're just joining us, um, Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. Fox News made the uh, the announcement this morning. And this morning by tweet, Don Lemon said his agent was informed that he's fired. And he was shocked that they didn't tell him personally. But Don Lemon out at CNN. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Coming up in a moment, we're going to go to the freedom of speech issue right along these topics. When does free speech turn into a threat and cross a line? We'll talk about that next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. 
Hey, thanks for being here. This is a perfect time. I don't know how we got so lucky to have this topic in the stack of things we're going to talk about in the midst of what we're learning this morning about Tucker Carlson being out at Fox News. Um, I've had some insight into some of these things, not firings. And I, I think that obviously I think the way it was handled and the way it was announced, I think Tucker was let go. It was a very sudden move that was made, but I don't have any insight. I don't know anybody at Fox News that could give me the inside scoop. Um, but I was around when uh, Glenn left Fox News. When Glenn Beck left, left Fox News and started the blaze and started his own thing, there were many people that doubted him. Many people thought he was pushed out. Not a true story, not at all. I can tell you with certainty that he was asked to stay and given offers for a lot more money over and over again. And he had the means to be able to go out on his own and do his own thing. And he is much happier doing his own thing than he ever was working for any network, not just Fox News. They let Bill O'Reilly go, different set of circumstances. Is there, but Bill O'Reilly talked with. I know Bill O'Reilly too fairly well, and oh, um, you know we've done a thing together. We've had a couple of conversations. I wouldn't call him a friend. I know who you know. We've had a, some insightful conversations. Uh, Bill O'Reilly very happy doing his own thing, um, was recently interviewed by Chris Cuomo on his new thing that he is doing online. That podcast is getting hundreds of thousands of views um, online, the video podcast. <clears throat> and uh, not the one he did with me. That's got a couple of thousand, but others are getting hundreds of thousands of views. Very popular. And he's happy doing his own thing. The difference is these are people largely that made their money the traditional way before doing their own thing. How the world is moving in the direction that it's going and organizations that are hiring them, we are seeing now kind of a changing of the guard. What will this mean for networks? You've got uh, Don Lemon out at CNN, Tucker Carlson, same day out at Fox News. But how about this on free speech? I want you to hear a couple of things, and this is where I think people get frustrated. A street preacher threatened with jail time for citing Bible verses against local Oklahoma LGBTQ organization. Um, he had made some posts, and there he was citing Bible verses, and they say that he can't say that, which is ridiculous. Um, but there was also uh, a video. This is uh, how is this not threatening? Um, this is a transgender woman, uh, uh, someone that is transitioning into being a woman, um, and it still looks like a male. I'm not listen. I'm not saying anytime I talk about this, this is radio. I've got to give you descriptors. I think this person still looks like a man, but is talking about. I want you to hear this. Does, is does this sound like a threat to you? If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. So if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. Sounds pretty threatening to me. I don't care what you're threatening over. That's pretty threatening to me. So... Did that cross a line? Someone that stands up and says the Bible says that you shouldn't do this. Here's my problem with this. I want to be I'm going to be fair to both sides. I want you to understand something. Um, I don't agree many times with the way people handle things, even if they have the truth in their hands. Here's what I mean by that. The more I read. And this is just my faith segment for the show, and I'm not going to get preachy. The more I read from the scriptures, the more. I realize how flawed I am. 
other people read from the scriptures and they see how flawed everybody else is. You can find everybody else's flaws and shortcomings and sinful nature when you read the scriptures. I just see mine. And so that doesn't mean you don't judge behavior. But before I go on a crusade to judge somebody else's behavior, I probably need to be on an internal crusade in judging my own. And that's the way I think I have a responsibility first to clean up my own backyard before I go after yours. Doesn't mean I don't agree in principle with some things. Sometimes I'm saying the way I see things are different. So if the motivation and anger is one thing, but it certainly isn't illegal. But when you say that if you do this, if you try to stop me from using a restroom, it will be the last mistake you ever make. That sounds like a threat to me. On the college campuses, there was a student at Harvard that walked out on a uh, speech by Merrick Garland saying that it didn't it, she didn't agree with it politically and she didn't want to hear it. So she walked out of the commencement. Now, a Christian university blocks a Maoist China survivor from speaking over anti woke views. Do you see the difference? One is someone at a commencement after they've done all of the work to graduate from college stood up and said, I didn't like this speaker's, uh, you know, slanted point of view. This partisan speech at my graduation offended me. She didn't charge the stage. She didn't protest and try to have him canceled. She said, I don't want to hear this. And she left. She changed the channel effectively. I don't want to hear this. I turned it off. These other college students are saying, nope, we are not going to grant this Republican club's request to have this person speak because we don't like the subject matter and what they have to say. We are going to punish this pastor because he is making comments. He's quoting the Bible and saying that transgender people or LGBTQ people are breaking God's law. And so we may arrest him for that. There is a difference in how you handle things. People have a right to speak. As outlandish as that speech might be, they have a right to speak that way. It's when you make threats that you've crossed the line. This person, Tara, this transgender person, has a right to their opinions and their passion over the transgender issue. But when you say, if you try to stop me or try to stop another transgender woman from using the restroom, it'll be the last mistake you ever make. You put it on a video and you post it online. In today's world, that's a threat. That is a threat. And all threats should be taken seriously. This walking the line of free speech, and it now has become pretty obvious to many people that it's only allowable speech if you agree with it. If you disagree with it, you call it dangerous, and then you try to stop it. We are walking, I think on this road, we are walking down a road that this country was never intended to go down when it comes to the way people speak and what they say. Um, AOC wants to regulate Fox News. Interestingly enough, the reason why I didn't talk about that story was because she she specifically said they need to regulate Tucker Carlson. Again, her version of the truth is the only truth there is. Everything else needs to be regulated to protect you. Fox News did regulate it. They got rid of him. Didn't need the government to do anything. Coming up in a moment, um, we're going to talk about schools. The battle for schools continue. We'll get to it in just a moment. Yeah. 
strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, we still have the hottest ticket in town, Suns Playoff Tickets. If you'd like to register so that you might win playoff tickets to tomorrow night's Game 5, just text the word TICKET to 411-923. We'll be calling a different name in the 7 a.m. hour today and tomorrow, which already happened. The 11 a.m. hour that's coming up today and tomorrow and the 4 p.m. hour. If your name is called, you're registered if you would call within 10 minutes. If that person doesn't call, we open the phones. So someone will get registered today in the 11 a.m. hour. Just text the word TICKET to 411-923. All right. Um, School board conversations still continue. They have intensified around Arizona on uh, social emotional learning, SEL. And it depends on who you talk to. And, and I'm going to have, I had somebody on that was a big proponent of, of SEL, social, social emotional learning. But I'm going to be reaching out to a guest very soon who is a school board member who has a child that is a special needs child and who has been exposed to the negative effects of SEL. It's just something people are talking about. Critical race theory is another one. Um, some of these subject matter books in schools um, and the fight goes on for the cultural war that is inside our schools right now. Interesting USA Today story. The 13 most banned books of 2022 from the American Library Association. Here's what I find interesting about this conversation. The number one book is a book called Gender Queer. There are a couple of other books that are on the school shelves um, that people are curious about. All the Boys Aren't Blue, The Bluest Eye, Flamer, uh, Looking for Alaska, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Lawn Boy, which is another one. Many of these books are filled with uh, either illustrations and or illustrations and um, very graphic descriptions of sexual encounters. And what's interesting about this is I don't know of anybody that's calling to ban these books. They don't want them in the school libraries where children are attending. I think there's a big difference. I think there is a huge difference. Um, Back before the internet where people were accessing pornography on on the internet, um, they used to have magazines. And those magazines were kept separate from the other magazines. They were behind covers where you couldn't see the cover of the magazine, just the title on the top. They were kept behind the counter. And much like cigarettes and alcohol, they were only sold to adults. You couldn't buy them as children. Was that banning those books or banning those magazines? The answer is no. They didn't ban anything. They kept it away from children. There's a big difference. There is a major difference. And everybody that would say to you, well, uh, kids are going to see it anyway. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I saw it. All my friends saw it. And But that didn't mean it was legal or should have been. It certainly shouldn't have been in the school library. And that's where the conversation needs to be brought back to a reasonable position. That no one is saying, ban books, let's burn them and never read them again. The conversation is, is that appropriate content for children? I'll go to the other side of this because the very people that are defending this wanted to edit American literature because of the use of the N-word and racist language that was appropriate for when it was written – but not appropriate in today's standards, so they wanted those books edited. So, again, the the conversation of editing or, or any, the other parts of it is absurd to me. Um, 
Is it woke to teach kindness with teachers' hands tied, racism flourishes in classrooms? This is such an absurdity to me. Uh, Let me explain something. Racism is a learned trait, and teachers are not out there stopping it from being learned. As a matter of fact, if you look at the criticisms of some of the training, what it is doing, it is perpetuating racism. That's my problem with it. And again, my, my, my opinion is as valid as anybody else's, and that's where the problem lies. I don't want to be accused of being a racist because I don't want this kind of thing being taught. You look at how we've regressed. Well, college kids have the opinions that they have because they learned it in the schools they were in. There's a reason why school choice is huge. There is a reason why there are a huge number of parents that have chosen to take their kids out of the public school system and put them in charter schools and uh, homeschool them and micro schools and move them to private schools. It's because they are not happy with what is happening in the public school system. That's not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, it's an accurate statement. So the public school system that wants to go after school choice, it's shocking to me. Just do a better job. Parents would never look to take their kids out of a district school. We all remember what that was like. We all remember when every kid in the neighborhood went to the same school. We rode the same school bus. We played after school in each other's front yards. We got along with each other. We went to the pep rallies on Friday at school. We went to the games on Friday night. Now, we're never going to go back to that utopian society that we used to live in um, because obviously the glory days, we don't remember all the bad things. But it was a it was a time that everybody liked. There was a sense of community. That sense of community where everybody went to the football games on Friday nights, everybody knew everyone. So that's ideal for parents. So there's got to be a good reason why a number of parents want their children so badly, want their children elsewhere, that they're willing to make other arrangements. And until the the status quo in the schools recognize that, you can keep demonizing people like me all you want. You can keep saying that we're horrible people and we're racist or homophobic. I know who I am. I know that that's absolutely an absurd thing to accuse me of. And I don't really care what you think of me. But until you recognize that you're not doing a good job, and if you did a good job, nobody would try to move their children, then maybe we'll make some changes that make sense. Coming up just after 10 o'clock, we're going to talk about the candidates for president. Do we want to see a rematch of Trump versus Biden? I'll give you details.